Amen. I want to welcome you all to Heritage of Faith. I'm so glad that you joined us for today's service. And I believe that the Spirit of God is going to minister to you right where you are with a word in season. And that's what the word says. It says, it says that we would have a word in season for those that are weary. If you're weary today, I believe the word's going to strengthen you. I believe the word is going to equip you and it's going to strengthen you in every area of your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. God is so good. And I'm so glad that you are a part of today's service. I want to encourage you to, if you're watching by Facebook, I want you to encourage to, to share it with your, those that you're close with. I, if you're watching by uh, way of YouTube, you can hit the share button and share it with people on your contact list because I believe the word is the answer for whatever we're facing today. It is, it is the answer that the world needs. It is the answer that you need for right now. Amen? Amen. A word for right now. And, and that's what we're, we're going to get into the word. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for all of our volunteers, all of our leadership, and, and just being flexible and allowing us as leaders, as the Savelles and, and Annette and I, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit directing us as we lead this congregation. And, and so next Sunday, we'll be back at a normal 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock services. Also, if you've, if you've signed up for our ladies' tea next weekend, we'll still be having that. And we'll have corporate prayer tomorrow night and service on Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday, we won't have child care for, uh, we'll have child care for three and up. Um, but I encourage you, we're just, you know, just being sensitive to how the Holy Spirit directs us as leaders uh, in this time. But I, I believe uh, that you're not watching by accident today. Um, But the word is alive. Can you say that with me? The word is alive. The word, it says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides between soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So I love the word that has the ability to totally cut right to exactly what we need for what what we're facing. The only thing we have to do is have an open heart to receive it. And receive it by faith. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to, and you should have your Bibles. We're, we're a word church, and so we should have our Bibles. If you don't have your Bible, get out your, your, your electronic device. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms chapter 24. And I've been in this chapter uh, for a couple weeks. Before we get here, I, I, need, I need to read the, the prophetic word that was given by our apostle, our founding pastor. And, and I believe this is such a key that we need to get into our hearts. And, you know, as we've told you before, you can go on our, uh, to, to the website and go under the events page and you click on the, uh, the abundant overflow graphic. And on that, you'll have the prophetic word. You can download, download that to your, to your device. You can print it out. And so put it to where you can read it frequently. Amen. Amen. Now, why is it so important? Well, the Bible says in a couple places, one, it says, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. Well, what would, what would a prophet's reward be? It would be a word that came from God, right? So if you receive a prophet, the name of a prophet, you get what the prophet releases, and that is the, the will of God. That's what a prophecy is. It's the will of God to you and me. And also in Second Chronicles 20, it says, if we believe the prophet, it said we would prosper. I don't know about you, but I like the sound of prospering. 
How about you? So, so that means that I need, I need to receive the word because it has the ability to increase my level. That's a, it, need, it has the ability to increase your level. I don't know about you, but I, I want to increase in my level of living. How about you? Amen. Let's, let's, let's look at this word. It says, a new era has begun and more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit. I love this. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth and they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow, that's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand. Hmm, That's something to shout about. No longer will their enemy have their upper hand, for my spirit is moving and outpouring my power is coming upon the land. Many triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I planned, so rest in me. Can can you give God a shout of praise for triumphant victories? Triumphant victories are going to mark this season, this Moad, this time. It's a new era. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what is said in the news with me on your side. How can you lose? So stay with my word. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass and great things I will do. Then he said this on October 7th. Yes, a new era is here. It's already begun. And I plan marvelous things for 2021. Abundant overflow is the order of the day. Hallelujah. It's like, it's like you know, I, I love what Dr. Savell would say years ago. What, 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 time, what, what, what time is it? It's harvest time. You know, look at your watch. If you have a watch on or that digital, what, what time is it? It's harvest time. Well, here in this prophetic word, it's abundant overflow time. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's the order of the day. So rest assured it's on its way. Your adversary can't stop. And this, this keeps going off on the inside of me. Your adversary can't stop what I've already decreed. So stay in faith and get ready to receive. Allow no one to discourage you by what they say. Keep looking to me and I'll have my way. Can you say that way? Can you say that? Keep looking to me and I'll have my way. Then it says this. Tell my people. They'll need to remain strong and stay close to me so they'll not be deceived by their enemy. His attacks will intensify and he'll try to prevail. Now, what does this let me know? It means that there are going to be attacks. Not only that, but it says that his attacks will intensify. But what we have to remember as believers that, that God's power is greater and it shall not fail. See, his attacks will intensify and he'll try, he'll try to prevail. He'll try to prevail. But that means he, he's going to try. That doesn't mean he will. Right. But he says, but my power is greater and it shall not f- fail. Fear not nor be fretful over whatever shall come. The battle is mine and I've already won. Woo, hallelujah. Contrary to what you'll see and what you shall hear, 2021 will be a great year. A year of abundant overflow. That's my plan, and it shall be so. Amen. Can you give God a shout of praise for that? Hallelujah. Now, now in that, there's some words that he said. He said, keep looking to me. 
There's some other phrase that he says that he says, stay close. Remain strong and stay close to me. Why? Because there's, there's attacks are coming and they'll try to intensify and he'll try to prevail. But what? We realize that God's power is greater. God's power is greater. But there's some things that we need to lay hold of in this. And it is that we have to keep looking to him. We have to stay close to him. Now, let me read this in Psalms 24, verse 7. It says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, be ye lift up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Shall come in. You could, you could change that to, and the king of glory will come in. Who is the king of glory? Who is he? He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the Lord that's mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Or we could say the king of glory will come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. So there's something in this scripture that I want us to see this morning, that it is the, it is the attention that the, these gates, it's the t- attention that these... these um, Instruments, these attention that they're setting on the King of Glory that causes the King of Glory to come in. What do you say? Lift up your heads. What does that mean? It means to change your focus. It means get your attention off this, whatever you might be on, and lift up your heads. Look, look to me. Look to me is what, what the prophetic word that came through Dr. Savell. Look to me. And what do we see here? It says, it says, lift up your heads. Oh, ye gates, be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And what? And the king of glory shall come in. See, there's an exchange that takes place when we change, we get our eyes off the the natural and we place our eyes on the supernatural. Lift up our eyes. See, there's a position of faith. See, when we choose to change our eyesight or we choose to change our affection or we change our attention, it's also letting us know that we're putting our faith in something else. See, if I had my head down here and I'm focusing on this, this is where my faith is. But all of a sudden, when I change my direction of my focus, I place my faith in something higher in something greater. Let's go to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith in God brings to pass every promise and every word that's been made available to us. Hallelujah. John chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at verse 11. Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak that we do know, and we testify that we have seen, and you don't receive our witness. So what is Jesus saying here? He's saying, we're speaking things that you don't understand. I'm sharing things with you that you haven't seen, and and you and because that you haven't received our witness. You're not receiving the testimony, you're not receiving my truth. He goes, if I told you of earthly things and you don't believe, 
How shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man, verse 13, and no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Verse 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, what is Jesus talking to Nicodemus about? He's saying, I have some things I want to share with you, but you can't receive them because you're seeing them from an earthly perspective. He goes, if I told you of earthly things, you, 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 you wouldn't believe it. And if I told you of, so how can I believe, how can you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And so he, Jesus is trying to give them a picture because, see, Nicodemus understood the, he understood the writings of Moses and he understood the story that, was, that he was about to share. And, and right in the midst of this, Jesus is trying to give Nicodemus a picture that gives us a picture. And he says this, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. So what was, what was Jesus trying to communicate to Nicodemus? He was saying that in the same way that Moses lifted up that serpent on a pole, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Well, what did Nicodemus know about the story? He understood that, that all the people were experiencing, were dying. They were, they were being bitten by the snakes. They were being, being tormented by the things that were in their environment. And so what Moses did was he put the serpent up on a pole. And, and, the, and the instruction was all that would look to it and all that would look at it would be healed. What was he saying? That word look that, that Moses, that, that talked about in Moses' time was a steady, absorbing gaze. So what is he telling Nicodemus? He was saying, saying, when you start looking to something different, when you have a steady, absorbing gaze to something that's not from this earth, then you'll step into something that's beyond this earth. Because in the next verse, it says that whosoever believeth, now, in the Old Testament, it was whoever would look upon the serpent on the pole would be healed. But Jesus says that whosoever believeth. So there's a connection in what we're looking at and what we're believing. What we're looking at and what we're, we're believing. Now, there's a position of faith that I want to deal with in our time this morning that that's, is probably not something that we like to talk about too often. And it is the position of faith that we would call waiting on the Lord. You see, by looking, looking up, as we, as, as lift up your heads, O ye gates, and what? The king of glory shall come in. All those that believeth. See, the word believeth means to have confidence in. It means to expect fully. That whosoever would expect fully, whosoever would have confidence in, should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, the word waiting, from a biblical perspective, means the same thing. It means to have confidence in. It means to expect fully. You see, if you're waiting upon the Lord, you're not waiting with your head cast down. We're not waiting 
in, in, the, in the position of discouragement and, and doubt and fear. When we talk about waiting upon the Lord, we're talking about that we are on the edge of our seat with an outstretched neck that we just know at any moment the King of glory is manifesting, the King of glory is coming in, that healing is manifesting, that, that my lack has been dealt with, that the blessing has already been made available and I'm just waiting on the Lord. That means I'm expecting with an outstretched neck that it is happening, that it has happened. You see, and that's what that steady absorbing gaze is all about that Jesus was telling Nicodemus. That when you change your focus on something supernatural, you'll experience supernatural. See, we don't like the, the, the attitude of waiting <laughs> See, the kingdom of God, the currency of the kingdom is is faith. Now, we know that there are spiritual laws that that operate not just just this this natural realm, but that, that also are in the supernatural realm. For instance, we understand the principle of seed, time, and harvest. See, we 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 shout about harvest. Amen. Right now is harvest time, right? This is abundant overflow. We like harvest. But we don't like time. See, it's seed, it's time, and it's harvest. You know, Mark chapter 4, verses 26 and 27, it says, The kingdom of God is of a man should cast seed into the ground. And it goes on and it says, and it talks about the farmer. It says that he rises night and day. And it says it brings forth the harvest. And it says the farmer doesn't know how it happens. He just knows it does. So why does he know that? Because he understands seed, time, and harvest. So if we understand the kingdom of God, like a farmer understands harvest, then we'll understand the position of waiting. See, the, har- the, the farmer isn't doubting in the seed. He, he, he know, the farmer knows that the seed will produce. The thing that the farmer understands is, is that he doesn't go around and he digs up that seed every day. But he knows that the, 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 the harvest will come. It will come. And I want you to know that your harvest will come. I want you to know that abundant overflow will come. Your miracle will come. Breakthrough will come. Why? Because the kingdom of God tells me it will. All I have to do is remain in this attitude of faith. In this attitude of waiting upon the Lord. Now, like I said, this waiting upon the Lord is not uh, a, a sitting back, folding my hands and not doing anything. No, this waiting upon the Lord is out on the edge of my seat, expecting that harvest happens now. And I want you to know harvest in your life is happening now. Healing in your body is happening now. Miracle after miracle is happening right now in your life. See, when we lift up your heads, O ye gates, what, and the king of glory shall come in. What does that let me know? It's like, hey, if I just, if I'm looking at the right thing, he will come in. The king of glory will come in. Hallelujah. 
See, I know the enemy wants to discourage you. See, that's the only, that's the only tactic that he has in his arsenal, so to speak, is to bring words of discouragement to you. Why does he want to do, bring words of discouragement? To let go of the word seed. If you let go of the word seed, you won't be waiting with expectancy. Proverbs, I believe 13, verse 12, it says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a promise fulfilled is a tree of life. What does that mean, hope deferred? Meaning when, when it doesn't seem like things are coming to pass... It says it makes the heart sick. The word heart there, it means it's some, it deals with your mind, your will, and your emotions. That when hope or expectancy or, or things that you're believing for aren't coming to pass, it can make your heart sick. But it says a promise fulfilled is a tree of life. You see, in this New, new Testament kingdom, we don't look at things as, 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 as things that haven't happened yet. We look at things as already accomplished. We look at things as already done, just like Abraham being the father in the faith. He called those things that be as not as though they already were. He calls those things be not as though they were. So, so we don't look at things that haven't happened yet. We look at things as already accomplished and already done in the name of Jesus. So waiting, waiting upon the Lord. Go to, go to Psalms chapter 25. Psalms 25. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank God for the word. Believe the faith is being breathed into you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 25, and I read this in the King James, I read it in the Amplified first. It says, Unto you, O Lord, do I bring my life. Unto you do I bring my life. Oh my God, I trust, lean on, rely on, and I'm confident in you. Let me not be put to shame or my hope in you be disappointed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. See, the, the, we, we saw that in that prophetic word, that the enemy shall not prevail against me. But what was, the, what was the psalmist heart in this? He says, unto you do I bring my life. See, that's, that's where faith is, 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 is strengthened. That's where faith is established when we choose to bring our life Everything that we have unto the Lord. It means that we're intermingling our lives. We're, we're, we're just totally being strengthened by him. That, that there's no other answer but him. Can you say that with me? There's no other answer but him. And this is what we're hearing the heart of the psalmist. Unto you do I bring my life. Then he says, I trust so, so the psalmist is saying, I bring you my life. And what is he saying? It's I trust, I lean on, I rely on, I'm confident in you. Let me not be put to shame or my hope in you be disappointed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. So there's a connection here. Now the next verse says, yes, let none who trust and wait hopefully. See, it's not just, it's not just waiting and passing time. But are you waiting with an expectancy? 
Are you waiting? Hopefully. Hopefully is meaning I'm full of expectation. Yes, let none who trust. See, there's a connection between our faith and our waiting. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of what I don't see. So it says here, yes, let none who trust and wait hopefully and look for you be put to shame or be disappointed. Let them be ashamed who forsake the right and deal treacherously without cause. Verse four, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and faithfulness and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. For you only and all together do I wait all the day long. All the day long. That means, that means there's, that this is the attitude of faith that I'm waiting upon the Lord, hopefully in expectancy and nothing else. See, we have to come to the place where he is the only answer. He is the only source. He is the only thing. Now, in the, in the Passion Translation, it says this. Forever I will lift up my soul into your presence, Lord. Be there for me, God, for I'm trusting in you. Don't allow my foes to gloat over me or the shame of defeat to overtake me. For how could anyone be disgraced when he has entwined his heart with you? Wow. How can we be disgraced if if our heart is entwined with him? But they will all be defeated and ashamed when they harm the innocent. Verse 4, Lord, direct me throughout my journey so I can experience your plans for my life. Reveal the life paths that, you, that are pleasing to you. Escort me along the way. Take me by the hand and teach me. For you are the God of my increasing salvation and I have wrapped my heart into yours. Wrap my heart into yours. What is that? That's waiting upon him. Let's go to Psalm 62. Psalm 62. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. That we wait upon him. Hallelujah. Verse 1 says, Truly, my soul wait, waiteth upon God. And the word waiteth with the T-H at the end means this is something I do continually. Truly, my soul, my soul. See, where's, where's the battle going to be from giving up? Where's the battle going to be throwing in the towel? Where, where's the battle going to be to let go of your, the promise of your miracle? Where's the, where's the battle going to be? It's going to be in your mind. It's going to be in your will. It's going to be in your emotions. But he says what? Truly, my soul waiteth upon of God. From him cometh my salvation. Verse 5, my soul waiteth, wait thou only upon God. Why? For my expectation is from him. Where does your expectation come from? It comes from him. How do you keep your expectation? By continuing to wait upon him. My soul waits thou only upon God for my expectation is for him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Why? Because I'm waiting upon him and I'm expecting him and because I'm grounded in him and I'm established in him. What does he say? I will not be moved. 
See, this is where, where faith, the seed, seed time and harvest. See, we know harvest will come. The question is, what do we do while, while we're in the time aspect? We're waiting, upon the, we're waiting upon the manifestation. And that's not just sitting back like this. No, I'm sitting there always with an attitude of expectancy. Don't let go of the promise of any promises of the word or the miracle that God has given you. My, he only is my rock and salvation. He is my defense and I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. You see, there's a connection between our trust and our waiting. There's a connection between our faith and waiting upon him. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Psalms 130. Psalms 130. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, before we go to Psalms 130, you can go ahead and hold your place there. Psalms 130. Go to Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word, Father. Isaiah 64 in the Amplified, verse 4. Now, remember after worship, I talked about how it says that there's things that he's prepared for us. You know, those things that our eye hadn't seen nor ear heard, nor things that entered in the heart, the things that God has prepared for them that love, love him. But it said he reveals them to us by his spirit. I mean, he reveals those things he's prepared for us. You know, the, that prophetic word that came from Dr. Savell, that is things that he is, that's God's prepared for us for 2021. Now look at this in Isaiah 64, verse four. It says, for from of old... No one has heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen a God beside you. Who, now get this, who works and shows himself active on behalf of him who earnestly waits for him. Now, can we, can I remember read that again? So there's things that, that God has provided. He says, and I love this, who works and shows himself active. Let me say, who works and shows, meaning there's no God besides you, talking about God. And what, what, what does they say? Who works and shows himself active. I want you to know that your God has worked and is working. And he's showing himself active in your life right now. Even Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father. It says, who works and shows himself active on behalf of those. So who does he show himself active to those who earnestly wait for him? Earnestly wait for him. He shows himself active. He works and he shows himself active on behalf of those who are waiting for him. Woo. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. See, see that, that, see that right there, that lets me know that I want to get into this, 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 this position of waiting in faith. This position of expectancy because it says those that are waiting on him, he is showing him, he is, he is showing himself strong, that he is working and showing himself active on those that are waiting on him. Why? Because faith is the currency of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Let's, now let's go to Isaiah, I mean, Psalms 130. 130, and I'm going to read this in the Amplified first. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 5. I wait for the Lord. I expectantly wait. It's not just waiting, but I'm expectantly waiting. Now, how do we wait? How do we wait? What do we do as believers while we're, we, we see time and harvest? What, how do we continue to hold on to expectancy? How do we continue to hold on to the prophetic word? How do we have this attitude in position of faith? It says here, I wait for the Lord. I expectantly wait. And in his word do I hope. So how do we wait? We're holding on to the word. We're holding on to the word. We're holding on to the word. How do we wait? We're holding on to the prophetic word. We're holding on to the scripture that God has given us. We hold on to what he already said in his word. We hold on to the covenant promises. We hold on to those things. So how do we continue to release our attitude of expectancy? Why? We hope in the word. The word, the word, the word, the word, the word. Verse six says, I'm looking and waiting for the Lord. Verse five again, I wait for the Lord. I expectantly wait. And in his word, do I hope I'm looking and waiting for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. I say more than watchmen for the morning. Israel, hope in the Lord. For the, with the Lord, there is mercy and love and kindness. And with him is plenteous redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. Now, I love this. Verse 6 says, I'm looking and waiting for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. Now, there's a lot of things that I could say about this watchman for the morning, watchman for the morning. I, you know, there was a time where I, I, I had done some things wrong. And I had to pay a fine and I had to get two jobs. I had to get this second job and, and because I had to pay for these things and my current job couldn't, couldn't pay for these other things. And my uncle owned a Exxon gas station. And, and so it was one of those places that was open 24 hours. And, and so I was working this one job during, during the day and at night, I asked my uncle, I said, I need to earn extra money. Can I come work for you? Is there any extra days you have? He goes, well, I have midnight shift. And I was like, you have what? <laughs> you have midnight shift? <laughs> you have like midnight, like, you know, like three to midnight? No, I have like midnight to like seven. In the, I have like 11 to seven in the morning. I'm like, do you have anything else? 
And, 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 and so this is the picture I got. You know, there, there was a thing. And even on the weekends, I'd work at that one job until, until, uh, until 6 in the evening. I'd, I'd get off and I'd go, go sleep for a few hours. And, and then I'd get up and I'd get up at 10. And then I'd work from... And I did that two days in a row. So I hardly got any sleep for two days. And, and you know, one thing, I was like a watchman for the morning. I couldn't wait for morning because I knew when the sun was coming up, I could go home and go to sleep, even if it was just for a couple hours. I, I know some of you out there, you, you, you've been, you may have been on midnight shift and, or third shift, and, and you know it's like you're that watchman for the morning. It's like I can't wait until the sun comes up. And I want you to know, I know that's a kind of a funny illustration, but I want you to see that are you looking and waiting for the Lord like I was looking for morning to come? I couldn't wait to get off. You know what? And I want you to know, I can't, there's some miracles that I'm believing for in our family. There's some, there's some financial breakthroughs that I'm believing for in our family. There's things I'm believing for each one of you, a part of our church family. And I'm telling you, I'm waiting for those things to come to pass. Just like I waited for that, for that sun to come up because I knew, I knew things were about to change. I knew things, I knew my, my, I was about to get off. And I want you to know that as you are expectant and you're waiting in Faith, I want to tell you, your miracle will come to pass. Now, I want to read this to you in the Passion Translation. Psalms 130. Verse uh, 5. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This is why I wait upon you, expecting your breakthrough. For your word brings me hope. I think I need to read that again. This is why I wait upon you. Why does the psalmist wait upon him? I'm expecting your breakthrough. For your word brings me hope. You could read, we could read it this way. Because the hope is an expectancy. So we could read it this way. Because of your word, I'm expecting a breakthrough. And because I'm expecting a breakthrough, I'm waiting upon you. The next verse says, I long for you more than any watchman would long for the morning light. I will watch and wait for you, O Lord, throughout the night. O Israel, keep hoping, keep trusting, and keep waiting on the Lord, for he is tenderhearted, kind, and forgiving. Now listen to this. He has a thousand ways to set you free. <laughs> Woo. Oh, Israel, keep hoping, keep trusting, and keep waiting on the Lord, for he's tender-hearted, kind, and forgiving, and he has a thousand ways to set you free. He has a thousand ways to bring your breakthrough. He has a thousand ways to put your enemy in his place. He has a thousand ways to bring to pass his promises. He himself will redeem you. He will ransom you from the cruel slavery of your sins. See, but this all comes down to waiting expectantly upon the Lord. Let's go to Isaiah 40. You have time for a couple more scriptures. Hallelujah. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, I want you to know that God doesn't operate outside of the way his kingdom operates. He's a faith God. He does things by faith. 
You know, right now in heaven, he has an expectancy. Do you, do you realize in heaven he's operating with expectancy? Do you know right now he, you know, James chapter 5 verse 7 that says that he earnestly waits. He's earnestly waiting, what, for the precious fruit of the earth. See, God is operating with it. He can't wait till he's reunited fully with his creation. And he's expecting and he's waiting and he's longing for that same seed time and harvest principle to come to pass. He's waiting. See, there's fruit to waiting. There's, remember, his, there's, a, there's a great exchange when we release our faith in him. Now, let's look at this when we talk about waiting, what, this exchange that happens. Verse 28 in the Amplified, it says, Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint or grow weary. He doesn't faint or grow weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and the weary and to them that have no might. He increases strength, causing it to multiply and make it abound. Even youths shall faint and be weary and selected young men shall feebly stumble and fall exhausted. But those, but those, but those, meaning there are people that are there. There are people that are going to experience attacks. Just like we, we, we saw in that prophetic word that his attacks will intensify and he'll try to prevail. So here it says, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles They'll mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not become tired. You see, when I'm waiting upon the Lord, what happens? There's an exchange that happens. What? My, my strength is renewed. Yeah, you're going to experience attacks. And those attacks are meant to discourage you. They're meant to give you, to cause you to throw in the towel. But I'm telling you, when you wait upon the Lord with expectancy, I'm telling you, you shall renew your strength. You will mount up with wings as eagles. You will run and you'll not be weary. You will walk and you'll not faint. Oh, why? Because your expectancy in him. See, your faith in him will cause you to move forward. Your faith in him will cause you to pick yourself up and go forward. Don't allow discouragement to stay, but release your expectancy in the prophetic word, his written word, and allow him to strengthen you and cause your youth to be renewed like the eagles. Exchange your weakness for his strength. But how do you do that? When you look up and let the king of glory come in. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, and I'll close with this. Luke chapter 2. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. There is seed time, and there's harvest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Luke chapter 2. The king of glory shall, will come in. You just lift your hands for a moment and just just close your eyes and just say, thank you, Father. 
I set my expectancy on you. I thank you that the king of glory will come in. That the king of glory has come in. I'm expecting it. I'm expecting his glory to manifest in my life. I thank you, Father, for abundant overflow. It's mine. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 2, I want, you to, I want us to see harvest. I want us to see, hallelujah, breakthrough. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. It says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem, this is the Amplified, whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and he was devout, cautiously and carefully observing the divine law. And he was looking, looking, say looking. He was looking for the consolation of Israel. Looking, he was looking. He, he was expecting. Meaning, he, his eyes weren't on what was going on or in in that that time. His eyes were on something else. He was looking at something else. When majority of all the people in the world were probably focusing on the oppression that the Roman government had on Jerusalem at that time. But this man, Simeon, this man that was in Jerusalem, an ordinary man just like you and me, this Simeon, that it says he was a righteous man. And it said that he was devout. Meaning that he, he had a pursuit, that he had a, he had a lifestyle of, of, of being locked in with God. And he was carefully observing the law. And it says, and he was looking for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. He was looking for the consolation. Meaning this man had a heart that was out out after God. Not only that, but it wasn't just a heart after God. But now he was looking for the consolation of Israel. He was looking for the prize. He was looking for breakthrough. He was looking for he was looking for what God had promised in the Word. He was looking for it. He was expecting it. He was waiting for it. I wrote it this way: Simon was a devoted man, and he was seeking, expecting, and pursuing. The deliverance of Israel. He was expecting. He was waiting. He was looking for the deliverance of Israel. Verse 27. And prompted by the Holy Spirit, he came into the temple enclosure. And when the parents brought in the little child, Jesus, to do for him what was customary according to the law, Simeon took him up in his arms and he praised and he thanked God and said, And now, Lord, you're releasing your servant to depart this world in peace according to your word, according to your word, according to your word, according to your word. 
Verse 30, for with my own eyes, I have seen your salvation. What is he saying? I've been looking for this. I've been expecting this all my life. And today, and today I see the promise. I, I see fulfillment. I see this. I see it with my own eyes. And I want you to know as we are expecting and as we're looking for the fulfillment of the prophetic word in our Lord, I to declare that you will lift it up and you will see the abundant overflow in your life in 2021. You see, even God had to use, God could just couldn't make things happen. God just couldn't do things out of thin air. He needed men and women of faith. And he had this man, Simeon, but it wasn't just Simeon. But if we look at verse 36, it says, there was also, there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phineal, the daughter of Phineal. I love this. His, his, his name means either face of God or favor of God. That's who her father was. And there was a prophet Anna, the daughter of Phineal of the tribe of Asher. She was very old, having lived with her husband seven years from her maidenhood. And as a widow, even for 84 years, can you say 84 years? 84 years, she did not go out from the temple enclosure, but was worshiping night and day with fasting and prayer. Man, 84 years? And I know that some people have a hard time being here for two hours. But here, 84 years? 84 years? She did not go out from the temple enclosure, but was worshiping night and day with fasting and prayer. Now listen, and she too came up at the same hour and she returned. Thanks to God. And she, and she returned thanks to God and talked of Jesus to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. See, it was now, it just wasn't her, but also now she was talking to all those who were looking, looking, they were looking, looking for the redemption. So here, what do we see? We see Simeon, we see Anna, and we see all those that were looking for the deliverance. You see, expectancy is, is what brought King Jesus in the earth. Brought the covenant, brought the blessing, brought healing, brought deliverance, brought prosperity, brought freedom. You know what? It comes the same way today. Our expectancy in what Jesus has already done. Hallelujah. Expect him because I believe he has a thousand ways to bring to pass your breakthrough. 2021, the year of abundant overflow. But as your pastor, as your pastors, Annette and I are expecting it in our lives and we're expecting it in your lives. The Savelles are expecting it, not just in their life and ministry, but they're expecting it in your life. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. See, as we look to him, as we expect him, we will see the glory of God manifest in our lives like never before. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Just right where you are, just lift your hands. Oh, and I just ask the Holy Spirit, just stir within you in expectancy. Can you just pray in the Holy Ghost with me just for a few minutes? The Bible says that when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we stir ourselves up in our most holy faith. Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. There's some of you watching that you are, you have been discouraged and you have felt defeated. As you pray in the Holy Spirit, as you pray in the Holy Spirit, you build yourselves up in your most holy faith. You are a winner in life. You are a winner in life. You will not be defeated, but you will be victorious. You are blessed coming in and you are blessed going out. You are above only and not beneath. You are the healed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Flood every home with your peace, your power, your presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Victory in your home. Victory. Victory over your children. Victory in our community. Victory in our nation. Victory. Victory. Continue to look to him. Continue to press into him. Continue to hope in his word. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Do you receive this word today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dr. Savell, did you have anything you want to share? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Early this morning when I got up, uh, I had a word come to me. Well, I'll say it. It was a word that was in my heart all morning. And uh, when I, after I got dressed and I prepared to come over to the service, I got the rest of it. Mm. And here's what it said. It certainly goes along with what you just preached. Don't fear the future because it's still bright. And I'll see you through each and every fight. So stay in faith and watch what you say. Speak only my word and I'll have my way. It's never my will for you to fail. It's always my will for you to prevail. So don't be moved by what you hear or see. This is how you will enter into your greatest victory. So stay focused on the word of God. Keep your eyes on him. Don't give up. Don't allow what's happening around you to cause you to get your eyes off of him. And I believe, praise God, that even though there's a lot of change taking place, there is headed our way some of our greatest breakthroughs and some of our greatest victories. Thank you, Father. So in the name of Jesus, 
make a quality decision that you're going to keep your eyes on him and wait expectantly for abundant overflow. It'll come if you stay in faith. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Savell. Thank you, Dr. Savell. Eric, you receive that word today? Your faith, our faith, is the victory that overcomes the world. We are heritage of faith. We will not give up. We will not back down. But we will pursue, overtake, and recover all that's ours in Jesus' name. Well, give him a shout of praise. Amen. Amen.